We're going to look at the Palm Sunday story, the one that's found in Luke chapter 19. So if you've got your Bible, turn to Luke chapter 19. If you want to look it up on your phone, um, go to the YouVersion app and click on locations or whatever it is. And um, the scripture is there and some of the notes are there. But today as we celebrate Palm Sunday and we remember this story, we're also wrapping up this red letter challenge that some of us have been doing. Where for 40 days we've stopped or we've at least tried to stop and walk through these topics that are so crucial and so foundational to the gospel. We look to the issue of identity and forgiveness and serving and giving. And today we wrap up with the word going. Because the command of Jesus from beginning to end of his ministry was go. I don't think it's any coincidence that the word gospel, this wonderful news that we give ourselves to, this incredible gift that we've received from God starts with the word go. We are called to be part of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today, as we look through this Palm Sunday story, a story that many of you have heard for as long as you've been alive, I'm sure some of you can remember when you were just a few years old, kind of waving little palm branches. I want to pull out from this story of going a few reasons why it's crucial that we do. So we're coming to a time in history and in scripture where all systems are go. Have you ever kind of watched one of the rocket launches on TV when you've got the commentary and you can hear the, the, the countdown clock going and there are a series of goes that have to take place before the big go can happen. There was a launch on Thursday, right? And it was supposed to be this Wednesday. And on Wednesday, they got through two or three different goes. And then they found out that something wasn't quite working and they had to press the pause button before they could go again the next day. I was reading in the paper on Thursday. Uh, not on the paper, um, on the computer paper thing. <laughs> that every time one of those go sequences stops in a launch, it costs $1.2 million in fuel alone. When there is a sequence of goes and we stop the going, there is a great cost to the kingdom of God as well. So as we read through this story, I want you to keep in mind this kind of rocket launch timeline. But this rocket launch timeline to the cross started in the very beginning. And throughout the Old Testament, in all that God did, the ups and downs, the twists and turns, as he wove history together, there were all kinds of goals that led to this go here. Now this go on Palm Sunday wasn't the launch, that happens next week, right? But this was a crucial goal 
in the sequence that God was outlining of how he was going to change and transform them, redeem the world by his son, Jesus. So as you read this, the goals are getting quicker because the time is coming sooner. Verse 28, after telling the story, Jesus went on towards Jerusalem. This is the first go in the story. He's in this little town called Bethany or Bethpage. There were two villages very close to each other. They're on Mount Olives, a couple of miles away from Jerusalem. He'd probably been there a couple of days. He had friends there. He had some family there. But go time was coming. The first go on this day is that he realizes he has to go to Jerusalem. Verse 29, as he came to the towns of Bethpage and Bethany and the Mount of Olives, he sent two disciples ahead. Go into that village over there, he told them. As you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks why you are untying the cult, just say that the Lord needs it. I feel a little sorry for these disciples. We don't quite know who we are. But they have to be very resourceful people in order to make this step of the goal sequence work. Jesus tells them some of the information. He tells them what to see and what to do and what to say. And even though Jesus knows people in the village where the donkey is, this is still a little bit of a weird request, right? They know a part of what they have to do. They see a little bit of it. They know what they're supposed to say, but there's a big gap between what they think could happen and what actually happened. This was a difficult task to do it. It would be like me saying to Fred, hey, Fred, I know it's uh, two o'clock on Sunday morning, but my car is broken. Would you go to Enterprise and get me a car? Now, they're closed at two o'clock in the morning, right? So Fred has to be resourceful and say, how can I get that car? I'm giving Fred some of the information, but not enough for him to make it happen. But here's what these disciples do. God gives them a little bit of information, but there's a lot of information that they don't have. And so with the information they don't have, they choose to trust God, to exercise some faith and some courage. Just to stop there, on our goals sometimes, God rarely tells us everything we need to know. But what we don't know about what God is asking us to go is made up in courage and faith. Right, Serena? Yes. <laughs> That's the Haiti story, right? You have, a, you have a broad picture of what you're doing, but you don't know all the facts. And what you don't know, you have to trust God for. Right? Jamaica. Right? You know a little bit about what you're doing, but you don't know everything. How are you going to accomplish what you want to come? So you have to have some faith and courage and trust God. Because that faith and courage makes up the difference that we call obedience. 
That's why going is a crucial part of the gospel because God asks us to go, and if we don't go, then we're doing, being disobedient. We go because going is what obedience looks like. Verse 32, so they went and found the colt just as Jesus had said. And sure enough, as they were untying it, the owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? I imagine there's an awkward silence here that isn't recorded in Scripture. The disciples simply replied, wondering, I think, if this excuse was going to fly, the Lord needs it. So they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments on it for him to ride along. Why is go the first word of the gospel? Because obedience demands it. Go make disciples of all nations. Go in the world and preach and proclaim this gospel to all people. The call that God puts on us is to go and if we don't go, we've been disobedient. If we do go, we're being obedient, and we want to be obedient to God, right? On this launch sequence, one of the goal questions is, will you be obedient? Will you do what God asks you to do, even though it seems like a weird request and you don't have all the details? And when you don't have all the details, will you trust him and will you follow him courageously? We go because that's what obedience looks like. So they got the donkey. Some of the folks have thrown their garments over it. Some of the other folks have thrown their garments on the street, kind of like a red carpet, except it probably wasn't red and it wasn't a carpet. But they're throwing their garments on the road, on the hill down to Jerusalem. Just by way of interest, those garments weren't just clothes. They wasn't their, just their, their, their sweater or their shirt. Because when it talks about garment, for many people in this day, their garment was actually their home. They slept over it. It was their security at night. And as they lay these garments down on the road, it's almost like they're saying, God, we're laying, we're laying our security at your feet. We want you so much that, that, that you're the one who's going to keep us safe. As he rode along, 36, the crowd spread out their garments on the road ahead of him. When they reached the place where the road started down to the Mount of Olives, all the followers began shouting and singing as they walked along, praising God for the wonderful miracles that they had seen. Blessing to the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Some versions add here, Hosanna in the highest. Peace in heaven and glory in highest heaven. But some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, Teacher, rebuke your followers for saying things like that. The first go of the gospel is go because that's what obedience offers. 
The second reason we have to go, another marker as we get ready for this launch, is because the world needs what Jesus offers. There are probably some people in that crowd who said, I don't want to lay down my garment because I want to use it to keep me safe and dry and warm. By saying that, they're revealing their need. When the crowds are shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna means save us now. And when you say the phrase save us now, it reveals that you need a savior. Have you realized that this crowd in this moment that was celebrating him was the same crowd that just a few days later was shouting crucify him? The fact that this crowd was so topsy-turvy that they didn't know what they believed, that they were shouting things that they didn't really own, they were saying things that they didn't really get, reveals the need in the people. And one of the reasons that we have to go, that the gospel starts with go, is because people need the Jesus that we offer. We go because people need Jesus. We just want to add one, one thing to, to this point. Don't crowdsource affirmation. You know what crowdsourcing is? It, it's kind of when you, you've got a decision to make, and rather than make the decision yourself or do your homework, you put it out there to everybody and say, what do you think? And when you do that, you get all kind of responses, and I suppose people take those responses, and whatever is the most popular, they do it. That's a horrible way to receive the affirmation that we need. Because the crowd that we are asking doesn't really know what they want. Jesus is so wise in this moment as he's going down to Jerusalem even though the crowd is celebrating, he is not getting his affirmation from the crowd. He is getting his affirmation from who his father is. Many of you know I'm, I work with Orlando City a lot, and it's been a terrible last year. And I follow a lot of things that people say on, on social media about us and about some of our players and about our culture. And honestly, it's really hard for me to, to read because I know these folks and I love these folks and I want to care for these folks. I remember a couple of weeks ago, I went to see the coach after some particularly nasty attacks. And I sat down, I started to, 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 to care for him. Hey, buddy, how are you doing? How are you holding up? How are you managing? And he looked at me with this look, what are you talking about? <laughs> And, and I realized in that moment that he doesn't look at Twitter and he doesn't look at Facebook because he's a good enough coach that he knows that he's not going to make his decisions based on what the crowd says, right? The fact that the crowd can't make up its mind, the fact that the crowd doesn't know what it's talking about most of the time tells us that those in the crowd need Jesus and we need to go because the people in the crowd need Jesus. Go because it's what obedience looked like. Go because the world needs what Jesus offers. Go 
because there is only one that we must bring honor to. So the disciples are fussing, and that's what uh, the Pharisees are fussing, and that's what the Pharisees do. Teacher, tell these people to be to be quiet. They don't know what they're talking about. They've been blasphemous. And as Jesus was level-headed with the praise, so he's level-headed here with the criticism. And he deflects it in a beautiful way. And he says, hey, if those people was to stay quiet, even the stones on the side of the road would burst into cheers. What is reminding us here is that we are made to worship. That we go, not just because of the needs of the people, not just because it makes us obedience and the blessings of that, but we go because we want to honor one. We want to honor God. We want to bring God glory. We go because that's how we honor God. And Jesus is saying, hey, if you don't go, if they don't honor me, that's tough. That's sad. But others are going to honor me. And creation is going to honor me. And everything I'm going to create it is going to honor me. When, when we go, we are bringing glory to God. We just sung it, right? If creation sings your glory, so will I. We go because it helps us to honor God. There are many motives in going, maybe because we get something, maybe because we build something, maybe because it, it strokes our ego, maybe because we like the risk, whatever. But Jesus is reminding us about our motive for going, that on this launch sequence of goals, not only are we obedient, not only do we go because the world needs it, but we go because God deserves and desires the glory. We go with our motive for him. We go with our desire that his name and his renown is the most important thing in our hearts. Let me wrap up with this. As they came closer to Jerusalem, 41, and saw the city ahead, Jesus began to weep. How I wish today that all of your people would understand the way to peace. It's interesting to note that peace isn't a thing that just happens like this. Peace is a journey we take. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way to peace. But now it's too late, and peace is hidden from your eyes. There are a few things that's heartbreaking as seeing someone struggle when you know that the solution for their struggle is right in front of them, but they don't want to take it. Jesus probably felt like that to the power of the weight of the world. Before long, your enemies will build ramparts 
against your walls and encircle you and close you in on every side. They will crush you to the ground and your children with you. Your enemies will not leave a single stone in place because you did not accept your opportunity for salvation. One of the main reasons we choose not to go so often is because it's hard. Because it feels uncomfortable. Because we're worried about what people will say or how they'll respond or how we'll look. I don't think Jesus was concerned about any of those things. But I do think he understood that going meant that there would be heartbreak ahead. As he's going down his hill, he's looking over that city, all the people buzzing about. He knows that in a few days he's going to be in that city, just outside that city, hanging on a cross. This is a bittersweet moment. And maybe when everyone's singing, that's the sweet part. But as he's looking over Jerusalem, that's the bitter part. And he could have maybe stalled the launch right then. He, he could have stopped. But as he looks over Jerusalem, he's got another test. Do I keep going? Can we pass this go in the sequence? Even though going forward is going to bring great heartbreak. He looks over the city and he cries. And he said, yeah, we're good to go. We're good to go. Going meant the cross and all of its pain. But Jesus knew that on the other side of the pain, there was incredible healing beyond. There was forgiveness for the vilest offender. There was healing for the most broken. There was redemption for the most unworthy. There was reconciliation for the one who was most segregated. And so on this final sequence, on this day, Jesus said, we're good to go. Because the heartbreak ahead will bring a healing beyond. That motivation is also another reason that we must go. It is hard, it is difficult, it is uncomfortable. People will say all kinds of things. We will increase our worries exponentially. But we go through the heartbreak because on the other side of that heartbreak is the healing that people need. Our gospel, our good news that Jesus has given starts with the word go. And we, as the people of God, must never be people who stay, who become overcomfortable, who become content in an unhealthy way. Go because it's what obedience looks like.
Go because the world needs what Jesus offers. Go because there is only one that we honor. Go even though there is heartbreak and hard times ahead. Because on the other side of those hot times is incredible healing. The gospel begins with go. Go.